0: Hey, folks, we're back. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode
1: 144. got a lot of Yeah, you're
2: right. Yeah, you're right goodlifebabe.com Jeff and Jill house from New Orleans episode 144 what's up Jeff what's going on I gotta tell you a little some
0: story about that that's Chopper style by Chopper. that has become suddenly the anthem for the New Orleans Saints this year I don't know how this is happening other than like somewhere I, I know this like it's a it's a New Orleans bounce anthem right, right. it was birthed in 2002 um, 16 years ago right 16 years ago by the artist Choppa. Uh and and after 16 years of that song being around um, and played by high school bands, played by the occasional uh, college band here and there, um, it's it's way more popular than people realize, and it's been lying in wait, it seems like, uh, for for this many years, and suddenly uh, it got it got pulled out somehow this year and it's become the Saints theme for this year. They play it in the dome, they've got videos of the Saints players dancing to it that, that have happened like m- more than once this year and, uh, and it's cool because uh is a, a local artist and, and for me it, it has a kind of a personal thing to it because back in the day in 2002 I was making a lot of local ads a lot of them were for like this rap scene that happened. This is before yeah, yeah, yeah. Katrina. Um, a lot of people don't remember. A lot of, some people think that Bounce was born in 2008 at the Saint Rock Tavern, and, uh, but you're wrong and you don't know what you're talking about. So uh, <laughs> the, the the it's been around forever since uh, I mean people say even go back to the late late 80s and and early 90s as a as a uh, as a musical form within uh, hip hop in, in New Orleans. So but anyway, uh, Chava had the song, and it's in the Bounce idiom, um, in 2002, and he was signed on to Take Foe Records, right, uh, at the time, which was like one of the big local uh, hip hop labels, right? Yeah. And um, just kind of fortuitously, um, or maybe not so much for, uh, for Master P at the time, the original No Limit Records was kind of going down. Right. At the time, and he needed to do a thing where he like revitalized his label, and so he he I think he dumped his old distribution company and he signed up with Universal. Okay. And then he he remade the name of the label into the new No Limit Records, the new No Limit Records. Yeah. Right. And he signed. Uh, he kept a few other people. Like before that, he had had like Snoop Dogg and Soaked the Shocker, and a couple other like big na- I mean Juvenile was on it and uh and like I think he kept Juvenile but then he signed some new people and Choppa was one of the new people that he signed right so the funny thing about it Choppa put out basically two records back then he had one that was called Choppa Style right. that was on Take Faux Records right and then when he joined up with Master P he put out this one which is called Straight from the NO. See on the back right there. You yeah, can right. see Universal, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's the distribution. Yep. Right? So then when he put this out, they redid Choppa Style, and it's got a cameo by Master P in it, right? Uh-huh. And that's the one that kind of became a hit. It went to like number uh-huh. 17 nationally on the hip hop charts when it came out. It's really the only hit that he had. He had another minor hit called Straight from the NO. Um, this was in two thousand two, two thousand three, the album the, uh, name.
2: I'm looking at the no new the, the new no limit records like anthology uh triple album or whatever. Oh, there and you it, go. And it's right. got the straight from New Orleans inno you know, and it's got the uh Chapa style
0: And on it. it's got Choppa style on yeah. it, right, exactly. So so my point little, is Ro- little Little
2: Romeo, five oh four boys.
0: Oh yeah, he had the uh he had the kid act. Master Pete, he had like two kid Magic. acts. Right, exactly. And he had five oh four boys. Still had silk the shocker. Yeah, he still had silk the shocker. True.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, right. no,
0: a, a good stable of artists, man. That's right. By, by, yeah, you right. know, I mean, making money for sure, uh, but and putting out, putting out hit records. Uh, but Chopper wasn't really known, you know. At, uh, I mean, except locally, right? Because Take Takefo Records was the record label that you wanted to be on if you were like a local artist, right? Yeah, and and you really wanted to like cut through, uh, because look, man, everyone. In that era between like 1998, I can tell you this, man. Like 90, when, when, uh, when, when No Limit uh, was and Cash Money were at the top of the top in the mid to late 90s and going into the early 2000s, um, like everybody wanted to make a rap record in New Orleans, and it like exploded. There were everybody had a label, everybody had a band, everybody had some act that they were trying to. Uh, push out there and I made all these uh, uh, they were essentially music videos but they were very cheaply done and I'd just go somebody would throw a house party and I'd go and shoot footage and then it would be the act jumping in front of the camera and and you know and voicing the words of the song and we cut it together and become a 30 second ad that would go out on Cox right? Yeah
2: you had that really harrowing experience, was it the Desire projects? Is that where you had the hammering? No, it
0: was not at the, at the Desire Project. I think it was at the at the Calio. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I I, I can't even remember exactly which which one it was, but but I mean, it wasn't. I, yeah, there was a guy there who was like, "I'll kill you."
2: Well, exactly. That's right? What I mean by hammering?
0: Yeah, right, exactly. So like, they threw, they threw, they threw a a block party, right? And I'm just there with the camera. And uh, and so there's a lot of people having fun, and the band is there, and they're like, "Yo, shoot this." And they're just dragging me around. Yeah, And they're that. just like, shoot this, shoot that. Yeah. And then, like, there's a bunch of people Easy behind. Easy enough. Them. Man, i got to tell you something, man. It's like a very effective way to make it simple video, right? Yeah. In a sense, because, like, you got a crowd. You're trying to get people dancing. You want to show that everybody's fun, having a good time, right? So you just get a bunch of people having a good time. You hop in front of the lens. You mouth some of the words and everything, right? And then you get some cutaway. So there was like, the crowd behind them on the street in front of the corner store Everybody's having a good time. That's right. right? That's Everybody's mugging scene. mugging for the camera. Yep. That's one scene. Yep. Second scene, throwing dice. Right? It is. Yep. Next to the corner store, right? That's right. Third scene, we're in the uh in the interior courtyard of the housing project. That's right. right. And then there's like people just bopping, you know, cut those three scenes together. Keep popping out out yeah. the windows and stuff, yeah. right? And then a bunch of shit and people dancing money, right? Uh, the money in the sure. lo- in the lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. I mean, it's all kind of I mean, you could say that that's a stereotype, but that's what we shot, you know? So I'm, I can just say factually that's what we did. Um, and and I made several of those. Uh, but but the other thing is that uh, I was also, like, one of the resident camera people on the local, you know, authoritative hip-hop show, which was called, and may still be around, I'm not sure, uh, Fat Fat and all that, right? right? Which right. was around forever, right? right? So I was one of the camera guys for that thing. And they, they called me in um, uh, to go and shoot some footage for these kind of like fe- these festivals would pop up here and there that would be sponsored by some of these record labels or a local radio station or whatever the case may be. Stage would be set up. All these rap artists would come in. They'd all be from Take Four Records or they'd be from the new No Limit or whatever. Those guys would be the headliners. And, uh, and so I had occasion to interview Choppa uh, uh, several times, you know, and to cover him, yeah, and uh, and I have to say that oh, and and I was also a cameraman on Louisiana Jukebox, right? right? Yeah, and so and Jukebox uh, liberated its mentality like late in the run of Louisiana Jukebox. And, brought and had a hip-hop. lot had a lot of hip hop artists on. Yeah. And Choppa was one of them, right? So <clears throat> so it was like for like I don't know five months or something like that. You couldn't turn around without seeing Choppa. Right somewhere, and I was a fan. I I just thought that I thought it was like a really catchy tune with uh, with some with that was great rhythmically, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I and I loved his name Chavo, you know, which is, I I think is a handgun of some sort, you know. I don't know. It's some kind of weapon, and uh, maybe 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 I'm maybe I'm wrong about that, uh, but that's what I heard. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, that's my story about Choppa. I mean, I didn't really know him, but I was just kind of a fan. And then somehow what do you think it somebody, is that, somebody like, gave me this uh, so- <laughs> promotional uh, copy of his big selling LP straight from the N.O., right? And he had a song Choppa Style on it, and it's incubated, incubated for 16 years. And I don't know what it is, Joel. Is it the fact that Michael Thomas has this like throwback hip hop mentality? In terms of his tastes, and he is a tastemaker because he wears shirts with like old Snoop Dogg stuff on. So you it, think and stuff a player like might have brought this back? Like, well, Michael that Thomas? was something that Randy Perez had speculated when I ah. texted him earlier, because I've just been I, when things like this happen. One friend is of the good life, Randy Perez. Friend of, friend of the good life, Randy Perez. That's right, and I like to know what the the source of it is because yeah. there has to be. Some wellspring that it came from, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Was it? Was it? Uh, uh, I don't. Was it a player? Was it? What do you think, Mark Ingram? You know, I what think I mean, Michael in- Thomas Ingram, makes Ingram? sense.
2: Um, you think so? I think so, but who knows? I mean, it's got to be a player, right? It can't just be like the entertainment director for the Saints. I think the it could the be. Dig up I think that somebody has been that that somebody
0: in the Dome Saints organization whoever does the music in the dome, that it's a big, that's an answer. That could be and it. Maybe somebody came in and said, y'all don't know anything and and you need to know about this song, Chopper Style, because it never goes out of style. Everybody plays it at every house party in New Orleans and we need to play it at the dome. And I think maybe that's what happened with it. You know what I mean? But I'm actually kind of surprised by the fact that um, it's had such longevity. You know what I mean? Because yeah. 16 years in the, in the past, in hip hop, you know, you know, it was like ten lifetimes ago, possibly, and uh, the idea that like these young guys on the Saints are like totally fucking into it,
2: right? Um, is, Someone uh, had is to turn him on to, to it. I it's mean, like, like Chopper's like in his forties. It's not like now. Michael Thomas is going to stumble upon Chopper. Someone had to turn him on to it.
0: Well, totally. But that, that could be
2: anybody like associated with the team that's just down with fucking New Orleans hip hop. I mean, it wasn't number seventeen nationally on the hip hop chart. Is that right? Yeah. I I, mean, just text, but, I just texted Randy Perez, who's in Toronto shooting, to see if we'll jump on a call with us. Oh yeah. That's right. what I was doing. Oh good. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to do that before we started rolling, by the way.
0: Well, anyway, I, I, I uh, today, I was, I was like, man, I know I have this record somewhere on my shelf. You know what I mean? And so, like, I just looked around for it. I'm like, not only is it. Uh, Straight from the No, you know, which is like on right. the, the new, the new No Limit label, distributed by Universal, but uh, it's a promotional copy. It's still got the promotional <laughs> it's got sticker the stamp on it, right? With exactly, the, with the parental right. advisory thing. So actually, it says like this is the property of the record label, right? So Master P owns this, man. Exactly, right. I might have to return this. Master to P, you have to come pry it out of my hand. Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, but it's kicks, man. That uh, that I still got this after after yeah. that many years, man. And uh, it's uh, executive producer Master P right there. Boom. So it's tra- it's tra- super fucking cool. I'm hoping that I'm
2: hoping this, man. Seriously. Yeah. They need... once we get to the Super Bowl, that's gonna blow up like big time.
0: Well, I mean, in our home games, yeah. all right for the halftime show. During the playoffs, right? Choppa needs to be in the halftime show. Yeah, it ha- has to cause, happen
2: because everyone knows the K Gates thing.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Which is great. Exactly. Yeah, you know? they know the K Gates thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. They know Yin Yang Twins. That's right. Right, right, exactly. But now Chopper and now it's catching. That's a
2: trifecta, dude.
0: Well, it just happened this week that like the local news media has caught on. Okay, and they went and found Choppa. They did, and like, yeah. After what, what like several, I don't know. He's like living on the West Bank. No, I mean like what that.
2: outlet? What, what news media? I think it? it was
0: like DSU or WWL, uh-huh. uh, one of those, you know. And they did a little piece. Did they on it? Yeah, and, and he's like,
2: he's like, oh man,
0: I'm just stoked, you know, because it's a real local song. That's so sick. Yeah, right. It's really cool. And and the funny thing about it is too is that there was a fake Choppa. Oh, okay. At the same time that the, all right, this a, was a the doppel Choppa. The one there was a doppel Choppa, so. When when the original Chopper came out, this is so New Orleans, man. That some somebody's just like someone was just like, all right, there's a guy named Chopper who's having success, but I had the name Chopper. I I called myself Chopper when nobody knew you know well, what I'm Cho- saying Well, like, choppa
2: on urban dictionary does read a firearm that is fully automatic or selective. oh yeah there you go well they, yeah, yeah yeah exactly there but, might be a lot of Choppas out there i
0: know there are there are a few choppers out there but there's only right. one that's actually had a hit that's recorded ever. music you know and 17 like, on the charts well
2: no there's another dude who's a
0: rapper and i'm telling you he actually has some fame himself so there was this beef that was going on oh for another the choppa time. rapper yes all right and from new orleans okay. and they and there was a beef going on and then original Choppa, the beef was so heavy, another guy got enough fame that the original Choppa was like, Now I have to call myself the real Choppa. So he called himself the real Choppa. And he became that in order to confirm that he was the original Choppa. It's such a New Orleans story. It's great. You know what? If it was like
2: if it was like a alt right like a singer songwriter thing, you'd do like the Twitter thing. You'd be like verified Choppa. Verified
0: Choppa. Exactly. But, but what I like is that they did enough research at whatever outlet, DSU, WWL, yes. to figure out who the, who real, the Choppa real Choppa was. was they and, and they went and found, found the real Choppa And yeah. they didn't get fooled by the, by the fake Choppa Because yeah. the they knew Choppa. that he was the faux Choppa. <laughs> they knew that this was the real Choppa. They interviewed the real Chopper, And also in his house, Randy Perez pointed this out, that he's got a photo of himself. So when they interviewed him, like, there's just, like, him from in the back, background. Yeah, from the hit-making days, yes. right? And he's like, this chopper in the hit-making days, right? So, so, he stu- so look, shout-out to the Saints who are doing great. We, we clinched the NFC South this week by beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Saints disappeared for six quarters. Nobody knows where they went. Except for the defense, it's like a black hole. Our offense disappeared into a fucking black hole. We don't know what happened. I think it's a Sean Payton fugaboo that it's a he, fugaboo. Uh, he pulled it. He pulled out a fugaboo just so that people would be talking on ESPN the way that they're talking right now. What happened to Drew Brees? What happened to the Saints? And then we're just gonna firestorm through the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl, and that's what we're gonna be doing. And in our first home game in the playoffs is going to be on that halftime. I'm going to make it my personal mission to get Choppa in the halftime entertainment for the Saints sometime between now and the Super Bowl. That's what I'm thinking, all right? But in the second half, uh, the offense came alive, and the Saints came back, and we just crushed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers division rivals on the road in their stadium. And we are right now, as we speak, we are one win away. I, this is true. I know it's true. Um, I, I from, clinching, think, from clinching first round by. From clinching first round by. And I think that that's true. we got to win out to get home
2: field advantage throughout.
0: Well, possibly. I mean, it depends on unless, what happens with the Rams. Unless the Rams, the Rams, you know? the Rams lose right. to Philly. Yeah, unless the Rams lose to Philly. Um, so, so there's some play in there. But my point is that I think that even if, say, we wound up losing four games on the season, which is where the Bears are now, and if they won all four, I think because we beat the Rams, that we... I'm not worried about that. We're not I'm not sure lose. how the order goes. We're not going to lose the next three games. All right, we're going we're gonna to win the next three games, and we're going to go in as a number two or a number one, and hopefully it'll be a number one, and then we're going to have home field advantage. If we get home field advantage throughout, look the fuck out. That's all I got to say. You better look the fuck out. Because this defense, yeah, nobody has scored more than 13 points on this defense in like... <clears throat> with seven games and nobody's
2: talking about the Saints defense. Saints defense is really good. The only the weakness that Bill Barnwell he did like the top twelve teams, that are playoff contenders or whatever yeah. Super Bowl contenders. it yeah, is yeah. he like, here's the one weakness, and we're weak against the, the the downfield pass. Like it's the one place where we've been weak on. Yeah. And that I, threw and he threw he threw out that first Tampa game. Right. And just looked at the rest. Of, but he was, at the rest of them. Though yeah. we do have a lot of interceptions on those plays. But but wait
0: a second. And when did the interceptions happen? They started happening after we rotated in Apple. Apple, and th- what that did was it freed up P.J. Williams to play nickel bad, yeah, nickel right. corner, which he's better at playing than he is on, yeah, right. on man. So so, I agree with what he's saying, and I see that if but but you got to look at that as the pre Eli Apple trade defense, yeah. and the post Eli Apple. Trade oh, defense, for sure! Right? And when you look at the way they're playing, they're just getting better. Davenport's back in the lineup, Woo. right? And he's he's beasting out on Dario, that side. Dario, beastin' out, right? Rankins, right? I mean, beasting, beasting out, out man. Um, we haven't so, had that many good people playing on, in our front four in frickin' forever, man.
2: So look, Randy Perez says he's available for a call. Oh, good. Do we want All to right. call.
0: Him? Yeah, let's call let's call Perez right now. Hey, we We're call talk you about this. Yeah, we call you, and it's a good light, babe. We also pre-clear the calls as well sometimes even on the show like Joel did just now in order to ensure that people will answer the phone when we call you. It's a good live GoodLiveBabe.com Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Uh, we call you, you, you. You, you, you. Is this my god Yeah, uh, go ahead. All right. All right, we're going to try and get Randy Perez on the phone. Folks who are uh, fans of the podcast know our good friend Randy Perez, man about town in New Orleans. Filmmaker. Filmmaker, television. Rock producer, tour. Rock on tour. Man of the hip hop. Hello.
2: Perez. Hey, Randy, what's going on? Uh,
1: hey, what's happening,
2: fellas? How you doing? Uh-huh. Where you at, man?
1: Yeah, I'm in Toronto.
2: What you doing up there?
1: Oh, uh, Working. Yeah.
2: On a, a A&E show. Yeah. An A E show?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Word. How how is it up there? How you like Toronto?
1: I love it actually. It's like it's weird. It's like a, a you know, it's got the a big city vibe, but it's like people are cool, like you know, it's kinda like home, so you, know, you got a little little bit of crazy but everything is still.
0: Oh cool. Um is it cold as shit up there right now?
1: It's snowing right now, but it's uh, it's not cold. It's weird. It was it was cold last week, but I mean I don't know. I'm getting used to it now, so I've been up here three months
0: so. Three months that is When it's So uh, look, man, I gotta ask you. I've, I've been I'm just again fascinated by this resurgence of the Chopper style song and how it became the Saints theme song for 2018. And uh yeah. like you floated a theory that it could be Michael Thomas because he kinda has some Oh shit. Hold on, sorry. There's like all right? a fight? On. There's a fight?
1: <laughs> yeah, <no>. Oh shit. <laughs> all right, all right, go ahead. Oh that, shit.
2: That does sound like home. Whoa. Yeah. That,
1: what happened? Yeah. You you, yeah, had you, you
2: had a bar? You had a bar?
1: No, no, no! I was just walking down the street. Some dude got thrown out of uh, out of a store, but he, his hands
0: fell down, and he got thrown out of his shoes into the middle of the street in front of a streetcar. Jesus <laughs> <It's a streetcar. laughs> Oh, shout out to Toronto I for. To uh, yeah. is shout out to Toronto for having some uh, New Orleans stylings going on up there, man. it's pretty. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> continue. Sorry.
0: No, no, okay, so you, you threw out a theory that it could be Michael Thomas and that he's got, like, some throwback tastes a little bit in terms of well, the musical stuff and also fashion and stylings and, and whatnot. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, the thing is, if you look at, if you look at Michael Thomas' Instagram, specifically his, his stories and, and whatnot, uh-huh. um, it's all old cash money and it's all masterpiece. Okay. And I don't okay. know if it I, yeah, like like it's a lot of like Master P like pictures, uh it's a lot of like old photos of, you know, the hot Boys or Juvie or B G. Yes. But it um but it's but it's interesting because uh he developed a relationship with Master P and so like P is P you know, P's been seen on the on the sideline wearing a a, a Thomas jersey and then like uh Romeo P's son. Yes. They've been kind of going back and forth, right? Like, so him and, him and Michael Thomas kind of have, like, you'll you could see their little conversations going on. Because because uh, Romeo's a huge Saints fan. He's a huge Michael Thomas fan.
0: So I they're, mean, like, kind of funny. Romeo's got to be what now, think, 26 years old or something?
1: Oh, yeah, he's, he's young. Yeah. So, uh, but, um... But yeah, I think I mean, and, it, and also you got to think of uh, Ingram, and then you got to also look yes, at
0: yeah. uh that's
1: what from Atlanta, right? And so all that music spills over there. So like something, I mean, you you look at how old is Camaro? Like 24? Yeah, yes. Something like
0: that. Twenty
1: three. You know what I mean? Like so, like all that—that's like all classic music that spills over, and uh, they they played in Atlanta. So, uh, so, I, but I think there's like there's a bit of a. Uh, a support, like you know, a support, like like it's it, you know it's always cool to be in a know, you know what I mean to know something or you know what what's hip is is to know something that that other people aren't on, right? And so I think I think it's a combination of all that, but of, of the fact that I mean you know fresh, many freshes at at the you know DJ is the beginning of a uh, him and Raj's move they they over the the Superdome and you know so these guys are all mixed. So I, you know, to think that these guys wouldn't know. I mean, it's weird for Michael Thomas because I don't know where he's from from, but I mean, he went to Ohio State. But he's he's got the least connection. But uh, he seems to kind of like gravitate towards that old school New Orleans stuff. Now, granted, it's the no limit cash money stuff. But uh, you know, well, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't take nothing for it to to have slipped out. You know, at one point they just grabbed it.
0: Right. Right. Well, I I had another theory too that
1: I don't know I don't, Well, but I, I like one last thing is is like I don't know if you remember but like that record played for like 2 years. Like right? it was like in constant rotation.
0: Um, oh, that's
1: Will directed, I worked on a music video and uh and Will Horton directed it. And it uh you know, I mean it, like I felt like we did the video way after it was I mean you got to think, like it was like a local hit forever and then he signed him, and they remixed the song and remade the song where P jumped on it, Master P jumped on it. And so, uh, so that, I mean, that record lived for a long time, you know what I mean?
0: Well, I think that it, it became a little bit anthemic because when you look on YouTube, if you just search Choppa Style... Uh, all of yeah. these uh, high school bands and even some college right. bands are playing that song. Like Saint Aug has a version of that that they play at football <laughs> games. You know, and, and so yeah. for yeah. me, and and that video is from 2014. So so yeah. I know, I know that that song lingered around. You know, it's it's a song that people know, and yeah, um, I and Joel and I were surmising also that it could be whoever does the music in the Dome uh, somehow yeah. that whole Ingram, Michael Thomas, Kamara thing influence what's being played in the Dome possibly on the Dome <laughs> playlist because it seemed like they didn't, you know how that stuff is right they play the Yin Yang yeah. Twins thing and and Kay Gates thing and, uh, yeah. and the uh, whatever, the, the, the band and the Green Day when they did their thing here, right? And, and, and it's been that way for a long time. And then all of a sudden, uh, Chopper Style is in the mix. And I know that they were playing it in the, in the Dome because I remember hearing it at one of the earlier games and I remember seeing Ingram dancing to it on the sidelines after we made a touchdown. And so I was like, huh. But I didn't realize it was becoming such a, such a thing. And anyway... I, it would be really interesting to me to figure out like how it is like what was the trail you know that like because it could be any song you know what I mean yeah. why why is it that tune and uh and well, anyway you know, it's, wait, well, it, yeah what's also like
1: the like, like the Yang song like I remember when that when when it it they played it for whatever way because I mean that's an Atlanta group right and, you know on a buried on a record that nobody heard <laughs> like, right I mean? right and then it, it's like they, they snuck it out and like like when they when he did it on a kickoff and they started going nuts over it and it just like the as the because of the players were kind of going nuts over it they kept on playing it and it became a thing right and then it, you know and it became a big thing and it became a cliche thing so you know it could just be like what you're saying like somebody snuck it into the playlist. They, they uh they danced to it they figured out what you know it became a little bit of a thing they decided to you know rock it in the in, in the uh you know somebody like ingram Martin was like what's that song they got us dancing a lot you know what right. i mean and that, yes you know, it's the locker room. yeah yeah it's in the locker room you know but right. I, I, I always wanted to know who was the person that did the music because a lot of that music it's like do we really need to hear like you know ac black, back in black again like like Everyone thought I was speaking Zebra would be cool, but...
0: No, I want to uh, like, find oh. that out. I want to find that out. Like, who's in charge of the playlist in the Dome?
1: You know, you know who you could talk to is Brandon Baudier. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's, the, I uh, he's the, the, the replay operator. Oh, I could, I could, uh, yes,
0: yes. I could,
1: I could hook you up with him, because he, he knows... I mean, I'm sure he knows who's, who's running the Dome, because he runs the, the Dome's uh, replay.
2: That's such a funny uh such a funny small town man cuz I know Brandon Boudier as the uh the drone camera guy. Yes,
1: yeah, that's him.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, typical New yeah. Orleans, everybody does everything, right? Right. And uh yeah.
1: he, you know, Can you need to get that guy on <laughs>
0: the Anyway, pr- pr- somewhere in the in the vaults of Ernest Collins, there's a Louisiana jukebox that has Choppa on it. Oh yeah, Cause we did that. I remember him being on Louisiana Jukebox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was
1: everywhere. I mean, he was, he all was fast everywhere. He was Yeah, uh,
0: of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, we did. We did the video. Uh, you yeah, know, Will Horton did the video. We worked on it.
0: Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he was everywhere. Uh, so, yeah. so look, man. Uh, just shifting over to the Saints. So we're in. We won the division two years in a row. Yep. Uh, yep. we are, uh, we're in the playoffs. We got, yep. and you can correct me if you're, if I'm wrong, but I think it's true. Even if we wound up with only, with four losses and Chicago wound up with four, that we wind oh. up being the two. If we, if, if, if everybody's, you know, if LA winds up yeah, with a better record different. with than us, I think we wind up as the two. Gonna happen. Sure. No, I think, I, don't think, that's gonna happen. I think we're going to wind up as the one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I,
2: I definitely think so. And I, and I, think, I, think, all, I think the Rams are
1: going to lose to Philly this week. I think so, too. So I'll tell you, you know, something. You I mean, can stop
2: the run. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. Uh, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, Dallas plugged him up, and they became a one-dimensional team. And if you rush him a little bit, he gets flustered and throws interceptions. We talked about this, man. Yeah. Sure. He, he played better than that against us. Right, but we still outpaced them, and uh, and we we held Gurley to 76 yards, and Dallas's defense, which apparently is for real, held them to like 26 yards or something like that. Um, but Philly's defense is super opp- opportunistic as well, and they could they could wind yep. up they could wind up uh, in some trouble against that team. I could I could see that. And I don't think, I don't think that they are nearly as invincible as everybody thinks. And I, I think you can put, you can put a chink in that guy's armor, uh, in Goff's armor. You just can't, you know. And I'm, I'm grateful to the fact that uh, our offense disappeared into a black hole for six quarters. Uh, we don't know what happened, but suddenly they reemerged in the second half of the Tampa Bay game, and uh, and Taste then some hill time. Yep, and we just put the beat down on them. And uh, and I'm looking forward to three more beatdowns. You know, I don't think anybody predicted 14 and two, in our. Uh, uh, in our, I, I, in our group.
2: I I said 14 and two or 13 and three, but I settled Did on you? 13 and three. I thought you said 15 and one. I might have gone there. Um, Randy, what do you think about this man? Are you still there? Did we lose? Oh, we might have lost him. Shit, I
0: thought we might have lost him. All right. Well, we lose people on itsgoodlifebabe.com. Jeff, him Joel back? Me, yeah, call him back. Going back, so that was going well. Yeah. Sounds hey man, like, you there? No, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't rung yet. Oh okay, I thought it, I thought that. I thought that's what it meant when it starts
2: going. It is it on the speaker? It's, yeah, yeah, it's on speaker until it rings. <laughs> it's just teasing us. Oh, so I see. We got 16 seconds. Of time. I don't like that. Man. Me either. Yeah, I think that it should.
1: Your call cannot be completed at this Oh, time. his phone must Please have died.
2: It's fun to die. Well, we'll see if he calls us back. Okay. But what I was going to say, man, here's the thing. Our last three games are against a team that's lost three in a row, Pittsburgh, and a team that's lost five in a row, Carolina Panthers. Times yeah. two, got to play them. Yes, yes. And that, yes. that, that, that kind of makes me nervous, these teams that are like in the corner and got to claw their way out. You know what I'm saying? But I, I there's no way we do worse than two and one, and I think we do three and a. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, just because uh, we're good, I, I, at some point I, 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 you don't gotta you gotta throw all those little theories out the window. Yeah, like they're, they're like they're in the corner and they're clawing their way out. Versus, you know what, our team's just better than your team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this Period. team, I think this team is, you know, and I mean, it's it's look, uh, there's a fair assessment of any team that can be made about when the team is peaking, and blah blah blah. But look, teams have peaks and valleys during seasons, and it's not just like there's. Some mythological single peak, and then everything's downhill from there. We had a slump against Dallas. We had a half a game slump against Tampa, and then we're back. We're back. You just in the want to saddle. be. You want to be hot going Again, into the playoffs. That's you, it. You want to be hot going into the playoffs. But I mean, that is waylaid by the 2009 season you know when we lost three in a row going into the playoffs and people were doubting us going into that as well I'm not I don't I don't necessarily want that to happen again or anything like that I just feel like that I lean on what you're saying if if you're at this point in the season and you're 11-2 and um, you're a really good team (laughs) and and we're we are in contention to go to the Super Bowl this year and it's important to win out because we want that home field advantage have it. throughout. And so if we, if we went out, folks, for people who don't understand it, right now, if we went out, The Super Bowl we are, goes through New Orleans. We're number one. All right, going in from the NFC, we are the number one seed if we went out. That's Nothing right. can be done to prevent that because we beat the Rams. That's right. So so
2: that's it. We go in as the number one, and it yeah, the road can, goes through New I, Orleans. Can I point out two things? Two things that Sean Payton did in the fourth quarter against the Bucks that seem like a a sort of minutia sort of thing, but I think big picture wise says a lot about where this team is at right now. Because you think about like how we've doubled down, how we got Teddy Bridgewater before the season. Like this is our window. That's right. right. Okay. That's right. Now, in a a sort of microcosm sort of perspective, um, in the fourth quarter we did two things. One, we threw the challenge flag on that Michael Thomas. Throw That was called incomplete on the field and we didn't need to do it. The game was in hand That's right. And we did it cuz guess what a couple things Michael Thomas just got another reception and he's like having a record-breaking type of year, right? Not just for the team but for the league potentially. Yeah, and also Drew Brees is on a About to be like break his own. He's the top three right now in completion percentages like for a season Right. He's about to break his previous No, he records. owns like all the top, the top three. three Now yeah. he's about to shatter By shattering it yeah. Right Yeah. Like- so, but it's also just like Fuck it, man That was a catch And then, okay So two. that's just like Sean Payton being cocky And I like it And then right after that We threw some like Everyone that I was watching the game was with Was like, you're up 14 points There's only a minute left Why would you throw Taysom out there In this like Wildcat thing And I'm like, it's not for this game, dude it's because f- that's two hours of film time that our next opponent has to look at. That's right, and that's what I love about Sean Payton, folks. If you're listening, if you watch Sean Payton coach football, if we're up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, he's gonna throw a bunch of plays out there that he'll never run again, uh, just to fuck with the team that of, has to watch of film that has next to week. watch the film next week. And no right. one else does that, dude. I gotta. Everyone else kneels like, the ball. I, I know
0: this they is a, run the ball. I know that this is a crazy theory, man. But I also feel like they're they're just this conniving, you know, when you talk about Peyton and Drew Brees, right? And suddenly everybody's like, Drew Brees, man, I'm not sure, you know. Is he is it has he finally hit the cliff? Because we see some weird things, you know, he's making these dink and dunk passes and everything. I just part of me thinks that it's a ruse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they do oh, kind I of see. crazy stuff. In two thousand nine, there's no doubt that they sandbagged a couple of those games at the end, so that we wouldn't be as injured going into the playoffs. Man, I mean, I'm not saying that we lost on purpose. I'm just saying we just, from a player personnel standpoint, didn't try as hard yeah. to win those games because we were we already had thirteen wins. Right. Right. Oh, totally. And so, and so it it was it was a thing. And, uh, a bit of a rope-a-dope. It was a bit of a rope-a-dope, and I kind of feel like the way the division's going right now that maybe they pulled a little. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, you know. And this is what's your Sean evidence? Payton's what's an my evidence? Sean Payton's overthinker. He's a little bit of an overthinker. Which, what, but what's my point. evidence? What's my evidence? And oh. I want to find. I want to find this. If anybody out there can tell me this, you know, feel free to write us because nobody ever writes us. But here's the thing. Except for AP, shout out to AP Amsterdam Phil. He writes us. Every now and again, <laughs>
2: AP, we love that guy. Hit us up, uh, okay? So, so here's the thing. Yeah.
0: We've had Brandon Marshall on the sidelines for like three weeks. I don't know if he's been practicing during the week or not. There's not really anything noticeably wrong with the guy. That's right. You, you see what I'm saying. You I'm see saying where yeah. I'm going with this? Vertical threat. Right That's now, be, right, right now, Randy Moss. Right now, pants. everybody is looking at our team and going like, "Well, they only okay, have one receiver. All right, we got, we got a guard, Michael Thomas, and Traquan drops one every now and again, and they've got these other guys. We got to to get, back in this fullback well, and this mean, tight Watson end. Well, we got. I mean, Watson, we got to look at and blah, blah blah. So they're starting to look at us like as a more less dimensional offense from a... And suddenly Brandon Marshall's going to be... And suddenly Brandon Marshall in like the last game of the regular season takes the field. And we have that threat as well. And Brandon Marshall is suddenly playing on... I mean, think for a second, folks, about this. That the great Brandon Marshall played on a Jay Cutler Chicago team. So whatever it is that you think and before about that this guy, a shitty quarterback with sh- Miami, right? Shitty with Miami. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're looking at this guy's career, and you're like, "Oh, it's been over for a couple of years," and blah blah blah. I'm like, you have never seen a late term career come back to life like in the hands of a Drew Brees. Tom Brady has had some success with that as well, but you know. Just go look no further than Ben Watson, who probably would have retired five years ago if there wasn't a Drew Brees. If there wasn't a Drew Brees and a Sean Payton there willing to throw that guy the ball in the post Jimmy Graham
2: era. And give him just easy routes to run. Yeah. And and and, and so many packages. I mean, who wasn't a big receiving tight end before he came to the Saints.
0: So my point is we have this weapon, he's sitting on the sidelines, and and Sean Payton is not giving anyone. And he looks at what Brandon Marshall looks like exactly. in our offense. You know what's crazy? This so life. what's that going to yeah. mean going into the playoffs, totally. man? People are going to be, it's what you're talking about. It's two hours worth. Now, think about it. If you put him in
2: the last game of the season,
0: that's not a first, two hours that's worth of tape. playoff
2: opponent Spend a whole day. That's not two hours worth of the, tape time. The, the DBs. That's a day. The DBs have to spend a whole That's a whole, a whole day, day, day and figuring, figuring that out. And then out. they look at different games and they're like, Look, this last game, Michael Thomas like called thirteen passes or something. We only had three other passes to any other wide receiver. But then everyone else catching the ball were like fullbacks, tight ends, yeah, and running backs, yeah. And that right. that's an anomaly. Guess what? Every game against the Saints is an anomaly. Yeah, there's there's no any, fucking pattern, dude. There isn't any pattern outside of my can, outside of going to Michael yeah. Thomas.
0: Yes, right, right. And yeah. that's because that's because if you have five. If you've got a play that goes five deep on a receiver core, Drew Brees can hit any of those five. Yeah, you're right. If they're open, he's going to know the pattern. He's going to know where that person is, and he's going to know that he can go to that person. You know, I mean, he made the rare. Look, even in the four interceptions that he has, one of them is a total was a fluke because there was a massive pass interference on it. Sure. Right. I mean, I don't even count that one. He's got three. Sure. He made the worst interception that he's thrown this year, the most ill-advised one in this past game against Tampa. Against Tampa. With that little, uh, with the little dink off, right? Exactly. I've never seen him.
2: I've never seen him throw an interception in that little dink off.
0: Well, let me tell you what I think happened there is that actually it was no, it was
2: Ingram. Ingram went forward
0: and made a block instead of Uh. turning around. That's supposed to be a feigned block that allows uh, the defender to come by you, with Ingram sitting there wide open. And if you look at the if, if you look at Drew, Drew, look at his face and like, his
2: expression, he's like he immediately pointed at... He's not the he guy did. who points fingers. He did. It was like. It was like a beat. Yeah, He yeah. pointed a finger
0: for a beat. Well, no, and he said and he this, and he, like, mouthed, he mouthed, come on.
2: Exactly. You know, and when he's
0: saying so that, you know I look at him, Ingram. and I'm going like, you know that's Ingram's I'm like, I'm like, that's because he was supposed to turn around that's and right. be there. Because that's, right. that's how much of a timing quarterback he He was supposed to not even
2: feign the ball. He was supposed to just
0: right. let slip it. He yeah. was supposed to slip yeah. it. Yeah. Now, that doesn't take away the 50% yeah. that's Drew Brees' fault, because he shouldn't be throwing into crazy traffic like that, right. or at least take a little bit of a look. It was an incautious throw. Definitely, right. but at the same time, Ingram was out of position, I I and he wasn't. He wasn't in the position that he needed to be in, right? Exactly, which just shows you what an incredible quarterback Drew <laughs> Drew, Drew Brees is. Anyway, he's going to have the least amount of interceptions that he's had of any season, and the highest completion percentage that he's had. His numbers are going to be a, a bit shy of what I thought they were going to be because he's had a few games against some of these tough defenses where he struggled even to put up 200 yards, but. Um, but whatever, you know, I, I anticipate that that'll go up in the next few games. But I don't really care about that. Yeah, I want what the completion I, I want What I co- care about, completion really. Completion
2: percentage. I mean wins first, but completion percentage and then also the uh, touchdown to uh, interception ratio. Well, and then
0: I just, that's that's for our offense. And what I really care about is that, our defense hasn't allowed 17 points in like fucking seven games. Right. Or something like that. Nobody can score on the Saints' defense. And it's not like we haven't played some good offenses. We have. The problem, I think the Ravens is the last time anybody got above 20 points against us. I mean, think about that, Joel. We have a front four that's playing. We have never had a defensive line. In all the years that I have been watching the New Orleans Saints, we had one of the greatest linebacking corps that ever took the field in the Dome Patrol. Right. You can argue that they're like the whatever they were called, the purple people eaters sure. from the Minnesota Vikings and the Steel Curtain. Right? But the Saints linebacking corps was amazing. What we have never had, we've had a few truly great uh, defensive linemen. We had... Uh, we had Will Smith and we had one in the Dome Patrol era. We, there was another, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, um, but we really haven't had
1: a good that, defensive line. We
0: haven't had that many people that were like super
2: standout on a defensive line. Yeah, we have a badass defensive We have line a right
0: fucking right. amazing defensive line. Fucking like Rankin's like, got like, that
2: big sack at, <laughs> in a really critical moment. Rankins, Rankin's is so fast. An athletic, he
0: can as an inside lineman, he can pull off of an attempted sack and go tackle a running back from behind. Exactly, as the guy's trying to turn the corner. Yeah, he's insane. Like, like he's
2: insanely good this year. If he doesn't get to the, all, the Pro Bowl, he has to make it to the Pro Bowl. Attention.
0: Man, he, no, they're not paying attention, right? And Davenport in his rookie year is just like coming into his own. And Dario This Davis. guy's going to be a monster. He's yeah. going. To be a fucking monster. That's good. And I think also that uh, that the the basketball philosophy is rubbing off on a lot of these players. I don't know if you've been watching this or not, but like ever since I read that article um, where he's detailing his love for basketball, yeah, uh, he talks about how he's got all these basketball moves. say he? Are inside the uh, lineman Rankins. Rankins, Yeah, I always want to say Cedric Ellis, man, when I'm saying Sheldon Rankins. I know it's so weird. Right, right, exactly. Because Ellis was such a bust. I know he was such a bust. Right, exactly. But anyway, Rankins uh, loves basketball. Apparently, he's like a really good basketball player, even though he's a big guy. Prides himself on that. But the moves that he does are like this, right? So you know this move when you have the basketball, right? And you're like, and you want to get past somebody. Moving around, you're moving around. And then you just go high with your arms. Right. And you come down with yeah, your yeah, elbow. Like in yeah. you, in order to get past somebody yeah, 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 and yeah, just yeah. shove them behind you. Yeah. He uses that move all the time. And he talks about it. He's like, hands up high, come down, swat the guy's hands out of the way, and then move past them like this. So I was watching uh I was watching Cam Jordan do it. And I'm watching, you know, I mean so point is that I think that there, there's a lot of this like symbiotic uh Stuff that's going on, like what 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 makes one player successful, bleeds over to other players, and you start seeing some of those moves. He's got the spin move too that he does, yeah. you know, that he's like it's my patented defensive lineman spin move, and he's like my defensive line coach didn't want me to do. Spin move because it's such an odd move for defensive lineman, right? And it's such an athletic thing, and big guys usually have a problem making a spin like that, right? So that it's too slow that it's actually effective. But he's so athletic and so quick that he leans into the block while he spins doing around it, and then spins around, which it which is
2: a rebounding move, and which then is the basketball, and that's what he said. You just you hook him yeah. and you spin around him, right. and then suddenly right. you have a position, right. or in this case, you get past him, right? Exactly. And then also, I notice when he gets his sacks. A lot of these lumbering um, defensive linemen can only get a sack in today's NFL, Jeff. Like where it's you can't, bit, yeah. You know where you have to. Most of these defensive linemen over the years, throughout our, our lifetime, it's a straight shot, full speed ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, and in today's NFL, you kind of have to creep up on the quarterback and gently take him down. You kind of just—you got to be gentle. You got—you just have to be gentler. You got to get—you got to get in the vicinity. Yeah. Make sure they don't escape your grasp, and then like bear hug them and gently take them to the ground. That's right. And he's really good at that because he's athletic. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? He's, yeah, he's good at he's good at making those those moves and doing it with some subtlety, right? Um, and and with some nuance, um, which is an odd thing when you're asking people to tackle uh, folks. But uh, Davenport off the edge does some of the basketball moves, yeah. as well. Um, and you know. Tyler Davison doesn't get a lot of credit, but Davison's quietly been having a really good year tackling. Oh, he's also, been having he had great a great year. He had a great, yeah. uh, he had a great uh, pass deflection at a crucial moment uh, a couple yeah. games back, and and you know we're just I just am excited about that because it's an aspect of the Saints team that you just haven't had in a long time, and it helps every aspect of the game because uh, the the opposing teams and and thank goodness for this. That we've played several teams that have feature running backs, and we are holding the best running backs in the league to less than 100 yards a game, yeah, right. and that's like that's a really good sign uh, going forward because then all they can do is throw. Now we have the problem against the deep pass; it's true, um, you know. So people can penetrate, but you know we, we're opportunistic when the field gets short. Yep. We hold people to field goals. And then we let our offense do the rest, and that makes us one of the most complete teams in the NFL. And uh, if I was going to look at the other really seriously complete teams, like I, I mean honestly, I hate to say this, I would say that Dallas is one of them at this point. Except that Dak is so inconsistent, you know, and, Oof, and boy, he, and you, you don't know like Dak can he's throw so inconsistent. Dak can throw can can show up for like two or two and a half games as one quarterback where you're like, he's
2: definitely the quarterback of the future. Or even six plays in a row, Jeff. Or six he, plays in a row. Five plays, he can look like a, like Amazing. an all-timer. Yeah, and yeah. then he just makes some stupid throw. that You're like, or, what the like fuck stupid was he throw making? or like And that it happened twice the other night. Totally overthrows And they won people. that game, but totally, not because of
0: him. Dude, I can tell you this, man. Like, that... Tampa game would have been a lot closer if Jameis Winston was a better quarterback. Oh, for sure. Because they burned us on the downfield oh, pass, sure, man, like sure. three times. No, he missed a lot of well, he open just, receivers. Well, he's so strong, he doesn't know his own strength. Yeah, you he, know? Doesn't, and so he, he doesn't just, have touch. Yeah, he doesn't have the to touch. That, um, so can't.
2: I kind of think that it could be, uh, to your point about Dallas being good, I kind of feel like the Final Four really could be, and this would be really fun for the NFL. And, you know, the NFL's been pretty lousy the last few years. But I think this new offense with the rule changes and all that shit with the point explosions is cool. But now with this defense, two good defensive teams. We saw what Chicago did with the Rams the other day. Sure, sure. I think a great final four would be New Orleans, Rams, Chicago, and Dallas in some respective order. And it would be either Dallas or Chicago playing at New Orleans or the Rams. You know, I, yeah. I think that would be really freaking fun. Yeah. Offense versus defense in the semifinals. But I just don't think that it's going to be that.
0: And the reason why I don't think that is this, is that I think Dallas gets eliminated in the first round in favor of uh, of Seattle. Because uh, if you looked at Seattle last night, man, I'm like, yeah, you're fucking crazy if you think that that team's out of it, man. That defense is birthing itself. Into one of the great defenses in the NFL. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says about P. Carroll. P. Carroll is an insp- he can coach. He's a fucking inspirational coach. coach. And he definitely coaches and he's the smartest players. He's smart long. and the players fucking love him, man. Yeah, and unlike he's like just,
2: Belichick plus like. It just shows.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: like you can tell. He's kind of a they, cheerleader in the way. I mean, best they, way. they, 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 it wasn't an, an exciting game last night, but defensive games usually aren't. And right. they just they smashed. The Vikings' offense into nothingness last night. Now, I mean, look, the Vikings don't have the kind of weapons that the Saints do. Right. Um, I'm not saying that we we look at them, but uh, but I mean, Dallas is a team that can look good. I'm just not sure that the competition. That I mean, look, we lost to them. Okay, so that's fine. But at the same time, you know, they have they've dropped five games. They've dropped some of them, in and really in a in a in well, and again, and, and
2: again, I'll say this, I mean, what delights me about the Cowboys winning the last two games against us and the Eagles is that it just means the Clapper gets an extension and the Dak gets maxed out. <laughs> and look, that this is not an original narrative. Everyone's talking like sure, this. Sure, That has a brain or a clue besides Dallas fans like Spencer. Um, the, the worst thing that's ever going to happen to the Cowboys is the Clapper head coach, Jason Garrett, getting extended and Dak Prescott getting a max contract. That's gonna crush their franchise for years, based on these last two wins. No, I agree. Last two wins. I agree, and you know how the NFL works, man. Yeah, I mean, you can't that, make mistakes like that.
0: Uh, well, they, well, you can't make mistakes like that. But we also know this: that like the deals that get made are prisoner of the moment deals, especially when That's it comes exactly right, when it comes to quarterbacks. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, you look at what's happening. You've seen it time, and time, time and time. and time again. Garoppolo. Uh, uh, Matt Flynn. Yeah. Uh, you can go back... Uh, the uh, dude
2: from the Texans. Uh, so many uh, dudes. So
0: many guys. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. Uh, what was that guy's name? Fair Kyle way. Orton, or well,
2: or uh, Bra- Roswell, Brock Orthwaite, Brock Osweiler.
0: Oh, he's the classic like, example. Man. He's a right. classic example. Right. That's the he had, had like classic. one and a half good games. Classic example. And signed a max right. contract. Right now, the only thing is that the NFL is racist, right? So we know that like if Dak fucks up a little bit, they'll find a way to buy him out of his contract, and he'll exactly. never play another. Whereas down. like Colin like Vince Dak- Jackson like, wa- again, the, wa-
2: the Washington not named the. Horrible name football team, uh, is on their fourth quarterback because they had their first two quarterbacks break their legs. <laughs> their third quarterback was Mark Sanchez, who has not thrown a pass in 2011. And when at when when, no. when Gruden, I think so, when Gruden, no, that 13, can't be. 2013, wow, when Gruden, when Gruden, three years when, and they brought when, him when, back, when Gruden was asked, Why didn't you guys take a look at Kaepernick? It's good. Well, he hasn't thrown a pass in so long. In 2013, Kaepernick was in the Super Bowl, dude. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, and now exactly. so they're marching Mar- fucking Mark Sanchez out there, who is never good as Ka- Kaepernick yeah, on his best yes. days. No, and then no. they bring out this dude jo- jo- Josh Johnson, who hasn't played a snap since 2011. That's where I got the 2011. So yeah. that's their four stringer. So he goes out there, and they're not taking a fucking sniff at Kaepernick. And Kaepernick could definitely
0: assholes. definitely breathe life into that team. Assholes. Because
2: it's racist. That's it's what racist.
0: it is. It's purely. I you even you heard know someone that-
2: on a podcast that I like liked to listen to. And one of the guys was like, well, it would have been a bad look on Thanksgiving for Kaepernick to be kneeling. I'm like, what the Fuck, are you talking about? Who cares, you asshole! I respected whoever this dude was. No, it might have been Joe. Great ha- might have been Joe House. Fuck. It's a great look
0: uh, to have him kneeling anytime he wants to kneel.
2: Anytime he wants to kneel, especially at the end of the game when you're yeah. up two touchdowns and you're yeah. running the clock out. Yeah, How about kneel, that? kneel all you, kneel you all want. Kneel all you fucking, kneel all you the fucking want. Kneel all you fucking want. Your victory's man. in the bag. I give a shit about your fucking stupid fake patriotism. Jesus for Christ, out loud. man! It's some racist ass bullshit. I hate the NFL. In so many ways, if the Saints weren't having the season, they did. Let me just fucking say this, man. Here's how fucked up the no fun league is, the NFL, the no fun league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I understand Michael Thomas getting fined for pulling out the cell phone. Whatever. Fine. I don't like it. I think players should be able to celebrate. But fucking, Mar- but fucking Lattimore, our cornerback, celebrating two games ago. I know, man. Gave $23, which is his number. Yeah. And put it in the Salvation Army bucket that's clearly there. During the holiday season. During the holiday season. And the bucket's there in the end zone so that it's in every shot possible. Only the NFL. Because Salvation Army has a partnership. Some sort of charitable partnership with the NFL. Only. So that it's very clear. And, 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 And Lattimore goes to the bucket with his teammates celebrating and just unfolds 23 single bills and gives a donation
0: only the nfl
2: and only in the nfl would he be fined $3,900 the next week
0: you know i mean i understand that they want to uh, curb your enthusiasm no they want to not have people have extra paraphernalia on them when they go onto the field and i mean in a certain sense that makes sense but also i want to say that i mean you 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 hurt yourself by finding them i mean there's a way that you can do that behind closed doors that it doesn't have to get out into the media where you can just make it abundantly clear that they don't want to see you doing that they would prefer to see you do that in a more private way or to do it in a way you know where it's
2: Anyway, can, can, can they, I give you an, there's can, just so can, many can, can ways I, that I, that, can I, that can be handled. Can I tell you one way better than than fine? Can, I, can I give you one way? Yeah, go ahead. The NFL could have said, okay, the fine for that type of thing, and here's our rules, and here's like you just spelled out. The fine is normally thirty-six hundred. It's always some weird number, thirty-six hundred ninety-three eight, whatever. And it's like, and that's what it, it's, it's, never a, it's never. It's a, never. It's random. It's never a rounded. Nobody number. knows. And so I just pick straws. So if the NFL says <laughs> somewhere in New you York, you know what? We have to find him, but here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna we're gonna take that fine and we're gonna give it to the Salvation Army, and then NFL is gonna match it. You know? Yeah. Do something like that, dude. Yeah. Just do something like that. Right. Just give, you know, and then maybe have the Saints give another thirty nine hundred dollars, and then maybe give the other. You know what I mean? Let's let's prop up Salvation Army since that's your partner.
1: It's just well, yeah. it's just dumb. It's I know just, it is dumb. It, it's, is
0: dumb. it is dumb. It is dumb. So you're suggesting that the fine would be
2: the charity, right? Yeah. Of course. But the, the, the NFL match it too, though. And Yeah, you know, and they match it. Right? And everybody matches it. Exactly. And then suddenly you do some online thing where whoever, who all wants to match this.
0: Yeah, if you put money in the Salvation Army thing, you're donating the fine.
2: Yeah. And we're going to match it. Yeah, exactly. And then we ask the teams to match, the corporate sponsors to match it. And hey, guess what? If fans want to put in $23 to match it, cool too. And no. put it on social media. No, and then the announcers say this instead of
0: ooh, that's going to be a fine. They're like, that's a holiday fine. Right there, it's a which means fine. it's going to the Salvation Army. That's right.
2: Folks, go to the salvationarmy.com. And they're the so working your community and how you can support blah blah so, blah blah. They, blah, they are blah.
0: so tone deaf. They are so they are so intense. Fuck. Tone deaf isn't even strong enough. No, it's not because and I'm going to give you something stronger. It they are so intent... On feeling the feeling of being the plantation master. That's right. They That's just exactly are. what it is. They want to feel the feeling of the power of being able to punish yep. these players, yep. and they enjoy sadistically that feeling of being able to randomize these punishments. Exactly. Instead of thinking and of clever players under and phone. creative ways that do things that don't harm the image of the league and help to make it better. Yep. And they, and it's only the NFL. Is plagued with this never-ending variety of stupidity that that continuously happens year after year after year with, with ridiculous fines for things that
2: make no sense and take all the fun out of the game. So Adam Adam Silver was in New Orleans last week. Uh, Adam Silver from the NBA yes, commissioner, yeah, the commissioner, along with uh, Grant Hill, the former player, co-owner of the uh-huh. Atlanta Hawks, and they were on a panel at this Future for America, Future for U- Future Cities for America. Mm-hmm. Big fucking thing So they had like A panel on like How do cities Deal with disasters So like the San Juan Puerto Rico mayor Was there with You know uh, uh, Cantrell And uh, the Houston mayor For example gotcha. on Right 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 Another panel was like About sports And it was Adam Silver Grant Hill And a moderator from The New York Times And Silver was like what does it feel like to be the most woke league? And he's like, well, he said, I know what you're saying, and I can't, I'm not, it wasn't intentional. We're not trying to be woke. We just appreciate and respect our players, and we want them to have a voice. Why don't you try to be intentional and woke? And He was just like, look, it's What's wrong with he said, owning he, that? Well, he, okay, he was like, we're being intentional with our things, but we're not... If that means you telling me, we're I understand woke, what he's saying. Cool. Yeah. it's like we didn't we didn't start out trying to be woke. Right. We started out to try and like make sure our players are the face of our league. Yeah, yeah, right. At the forefront, and, I their, and their voices are more important than our <coughs> owners' voices. You know what I'm saying? And that's the complete opposite of the fucking NFL.
0: I would love to see somebody just say, like, not even have to couch it in any other way and just take ownership of that and say, thanks for the compliment. And uh, I don't know what it is, how we arrived at this point, but uh, I agree with it. We are the most woke lead.
2: He kind of said that a little bit. He was just like, I (laughs) I appreciate that.
0: I mean, that's fine. If that means we're woke, cool. Right. right. This is
2: our intention to do everything. Except of course,
0: the NBA did have the no kneeling during the fucking anthem thing left over from uh, from the nineteen nineties, from Stern, uh, which is a sordid tale, man. From uh, Stern was awful. No, it was was uh, MacMood. Right Uh, was the reason why. Who? Uh, the player from LSU, man. Uh, what was his name?
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, Chris Jackson, who became... Yes, who changed his name. Yeah. Right, at, when he uh, when yeah, 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 yeah. became a DLC like,
0: of yeah. Islam.
2: Yeah. And uh, the, uh, Mahmoud, right? Was that I don't think it was Mahmoud. No. I'll look it up. But Some... this is what... If, if Spencer, if you're listening, there's been three times during this podcast, since I have the computer and you don't, that something's come up, and I've just... Google checked it while we're podcasting. <laughs> this is what you're supposed to I do. I hope I didn't slaughter that name out there. I, you I, I kind of did.
0: did. Well, I don't it's know basketball Mood. that well, man. I just know Chris Jackson played for
2: the, the LSU. Uh, Matt Mahmoud's not bad. It's just that that wasn't it, I don't think. I could be wrong. Uh, I forgot what he changed his name uh, to. Ma, uh, Mahmoud. Ah. Mahmoud uh, Abdul-Rauf. Rauf. Ma- Raouf. Raouf. Right. Raouf. Yeah, yeah. Mahmoud. abdul Rauf. Yeah, so I was yeah, pretty you were, close. I was you pretty were close. Very close. Yeah. Okay, so, so
0: you know, he why do you keep knocking that off, man? So What's going to, on? I'm not used to wearing Fix it. Fix that wire so you don't knock it off in some okay. kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's too much tension there. You're not used to that one. I'm not. Exactly. Uh, so he put his hand up in protest, you know, or he put his fist up in protest. No, no, it wasn't that. He He did this. He put his hands out uh, during the national anthem uh, as the Islamic prayer, in the Islamic prayer uh, gesture. And that's what caused the furor in the 1990s. Right. And that's what changed the rule. And the NBA, what they also do well, sneakily, is David Stern is was that, not woke. Is that, no, David Stern was not woke. But if they were truly woke, when the NFL thing was going on, they would have taken that out of the rule book. Oh, and exactly. And they didn't do it that. didn't because the truth is is that they've had a no kneeling no anything during the
2: since that since,
0: since the 1990s
2: yeah they should take that shit
0: out so that that article did come out and they should take that out but they didn't want to get involved embroiled in the controversy you know so they just it slid by um, but look uh, the other thing we need to Did
2: you know that Chris Jackson was from Gulfport
0: I knew that he was from like around here, so I didn't know right? that I know that he still like uh, plays great basketball even right now. He's forty nine. Yeah, he's like forty nine years old. And um, I saw a, I saw a great interview with him. I forget when. He was he had a great run with the Nuggets, I wanna say.
2: He was a really good player. Oh, he had for a, a, a two year stretch. I know, like, just unbelievable. He was like a it was like a, he was like a meteor.
0: I think he has some kind of three point record, man. Maybe the most accurate three point shooter in a given year. I'll look it up. Something like that.
2: Um, I'm going to do the Spencer lookup of the week. Hey, do you want to look up of the week? What, what, what? Hey, do you want to talk about Elzinas at all?
0: We could talk about Elzena's. Yes, uh, Elzena's is, is a place in in Galliano, 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 Louisiana, that is a warehouse that houses a kitchen. That houses a very old lady named Alzina, and she's so you, 84, I would say. I think she's 90. Oh, 94. Yeah, it's 90, one of those. yeah, yeah. And she will cook a meal for your group, and you have to make a reservation months in advance. And you can take your group down there and go have this incredible home-cooked meal. And southern so, Louisiana and so, like on yeah, the water. Southern basically. Louisiana on the water, and the kinds yeah. of things that we eat around here. Like there was this crawfish crab casserole Woo. that she made that was like unbelievable the, gu- um, the,
2: ru- the 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 ruleless gumbo yeah
0: she made a ruleless gumbo which is like not something that normally you would like a ruleless gumbo would be the kind of thing that like somebody arriving from Williamsburg would dream up right and you would be like I just I don't you, you know like those videos on Facebook where somebody from Idaho says, I'm making gumbo tonight and it's just some ridiculous thing that's got like potatoes in it or corn. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's basically Midwestern stew. Exactly. Except they're like, I made gumbo. Right. It's like that. Like that when you hear ruleless gumbo in Louisiana, if it's not somebody who's ninety years old making that for you, you know, run run. Run away. Don't eat it. Be polite, I guess, or just get the fuck out of there. But Alzina made this thing, and it was just unbelievable. Which so I, good. I think that had three. I think what it that. does is it uses the okra to uh, to uh, thicken it, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And anyway, it was it just was freaking terrific. And chock full of protein too. Yeah, I know. Chock full of protein, oh my sausage, God. and and seafood, and and just a ridiculously good meal uh, with some great desserts.
2: And, uh, and, and your great,
0: tables are in the kitchen. Yeah, there's big long group tables in the kitchen, and
2: it's like fluorescent lighting from when like he was in school. Yeah, great. And the kitchen is just open. The to The ambience you. is nice. There's no
0: separation nice. between the kitchen no. and the dining room, and it used to be like a uh, welding metal fabrication. Right. Place. There's no windows. Right. There's no windows or anything. The
2: only decor is like a bunch of Catholic shit. Yeah,
0: it's just Catholics. It's like Mother Teresa, and it's like Pope. There's like a there's a portrait of Pope Benedict in a rogue. A little miniature pirogue in this foyer, if that's what you can call it. This wood-paneled wood, wood, you, wood paneled foyer. Wood-paneled wood foyer. Carpeted, wood-paneled, yeah, exactly. really weird. Exactly. Like something
2: straight out of True Detective, season well, one. Well, it's like the kind of room <laughs> you know? that
0: you would be received in, you know, at like a homegrown tire shop. Right, you know? that's, exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. That's your and fancy little that, waiting That's area. it. And, and so <laughs> yeah. then you go in and you just have this incredible meal. Um, with this wonderful woman and her family, I assume, and, and they just out. and they just
2: put the uh, they put the dishes out and you just help yourself.
0: Yeah, it's it's buffet style essentially, yeah. and you just go and help yourself and have this excellent meal. And it was it was fantastic with great friends. We got a great twenty four group people. shot. Twenty four people went along. We drove the hour and a half to go down there. And uh, shout out to everybody that was there. Shout because, out to New uh, Orleans Limousine. And New Orleans Limousine, yeah. Because they let um, us drink the Wilson whole time. Wilson was our Wilson driver, Wilson was our right? driver. That's right. And,
2: then, and we were like, are we going to be able to drink or vape or whatever on the way down? Yeah. And the bar was just open the whole time. Look,
0: all I can tell you is this, is that if you're driving a limousine anywhere and you hear, like, Wheeler is putting together a group that wants to drive somewhere, you're going to have, like, the best experience <laughs> exactly. of any driver that's ever had... And experience driving a group it's not gonna be like a a a, 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 a you know one of these small buses filled with douchebags it's gonna be people who are gonna be like hey there's an extra plate of food for you right come sit down exactly uh, you know what I mean and have it so yeah so, Wilson
2: joined us for dinner yeah
0: J- Wilson had had a great dinner himself and uh and 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 i appreciate that you know our 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 group is like that and we stopped off and such a fun time we stopped
2: off and vaped at the gas station on the way yeah people vaped at the gas station that was fun and got more
0: drinks scriper was having the time it was like oh boy yeah man who loves to eat and eat well and uh and I don't know what else to say about Elzina's, except it was, that was a great time for all, and uh, and I had a great time along with Yeah, and if y'all are listening to me, uh, do it. It's, get, uh, get down there to Galliano and, and and see Elzina before. You know, it's not a menu. It's, it's not too a, late.
2: You just uh, you get a big party together. I think it's like 16 to 24 or something like that. That's right. And book, you own, you and own the place it. for the night. <laughs> it's like 60 bucks, including tax and tip, you know, and that's it. Yep. It's like five courses. The bread pudding was great. Oh my God. So good. Just and like, the, the the pork loin was the main thing. Yeah, yeah and the that pork was super perfectly great, fine. Perfectly cooked. You know, it was like well yeah. seasoned, perfectly yeah, cooked. Exactly. And we were an hour late,
0: so Yes, we were an hour late also, so they were expecting yeah. the circle. That was <laughs> right. that was the only part there. We're we're sitting here patting ourselves on the back. Know, <laughs> For being great you know. customers. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're at a buck ten right now, and I just wanna say Should I'm gonna end talk this about by this, saying, uh yeah. Like the craziness yes. of yeah, what's been going on politically? Indeed. All right, we just ended up with this that like, um, you know, I posted something last week that on Friday, uh, this was like the most perfect Trump day, ever, when Trump's own Justice Department, members of his own Justice Department, implicated him as the director of a fel- of multiple felony conspiracies to influence the election for the presidency that he won and on the same day to replace the ambassador to the United Nations he hired a person a teleprompter reader from Fox News who has no experience in diplomacy whatsoever at all that is the perfect Trump day yeah. if you if if anyone just wants a, micro- a microcosm, cosmic- a microcosm Look. Yes, a microcosmic look at the Trump presidency. That's it. That, this past those, those 3 hours. This past Friday, nominating a complete idiot who's done nothing but read off a teleprompter. Hey, she's cute. For, she has the right looks. Well, because Trump and and uh what's his name, Pompeo want to have sex with her. Exactly. Like that is what that is the vibe that the that creepy is the super creepy vibe, vibe you get. that you get is the reason why they want this woman to be Uh, The replacement for Nikki Haley is because the hot women that they want to sleep with as 70-year-old men um, are that the UN ambassadorship is the position that women ought to be in of that ilk. And
2: because they devalue that UN relationship, too.
0: And additionally, I just want to say, though, also, he cannot... No one can leave the administration without being demeaned Uh, in one way or another, either insulted openly and personally on Twitter to their face or in the most passive-aggressive way possible because by having a complete shell, a void of a human being with no experience, and Nikki Haley barely had any experience, but at least she had governmental experience by being the governor of what, South South Carolina? Carolina? Right, exactly. And, she had some and she was independent because she was away from the White House. She had some governmental mm. experience. Look, Nikki Haley is an awful mm.
2: evil uh bride of Satan, do How, sure. She seems to have been the most effective non Trumpian person on his cabinet who, who, this entire time. Who took her role seriously and
0: like and, and professionally and, and as a parting insult to her, her replacement is somebody who says to her that all the stuff that you did professionally and capably was totally fucking unimportant to your boss because we're replacing you with somebody who's a shell of a human being who has no idea what she's doing or getting into at all and who is not gonna know what to do in any way. She's gonna need a handler who's going to have to tell her what to do every single day that she's on that job. In order to formulate words and not fuck everything up to a greater degree than it's already been fucked up uh, with our international partners, which it, which most assuredly it is going to get more fucked up because she's not going to be able to do the job well, and no. and this is the problem is that yeah. I I part of me wants to feel sorry for her because. Nobody wants to be in that position of being mocked and made a fool of by a giant body of very smart human beings that she's going to immediately suspect is a room full of people who have better educations than she does. And she'll be right about that. And, and she's going to feel really stupid. But any sympathy that I have on that part is waylaid completely by the fact that, that she ambitiously wants to take on the role because these people are demented sociopaths that Trump hires. And she's a and shell of a person. And they have no feelings she's whatsoever. And she's yeah. a shell of a person. So she doesn't care about the damage that it's going to If you were a real person in her position and somebody approached you much like this guy from Pence's staff who turned down the chief of staff job for Trump, right? Yep. That you would you would say no you would reject the position because you, I mean it's like asking Joel it's like asking you or me to like you know hey uh, do you wanna go work on the NASA's uh, new rocket yeah can you work on NASA's new rocket sure yeah Well I mean, what, what did you do before I read teleprompters for Fox News right well fucking A yeah, let's get on. you in there and and you instead of doing the responsible adult thing are like I'm sure I can learn it on the job. That's right. I'm sure I can learn all that math and all that training within two weeks. <laughs> I mean I that, get, that's I,
2: I can give myself around an Allen wrench. Yet. That
0: that's the kind of shit that uh, you know, like protocol. Protocol doesn't come easy. You know what I mean? Oh like, of course. You don't get
2: Like with the national. Like also just corona. like
0: international protocol. Like certain people, their custom is like totally. you don't touch them in a certain way or do this or do that. Now you have a human being. Who has no interest in learning any of that shit. None. No capability of learning any of that None.
2: shit at all. And so it might it's just going to be a clusterfuck. And might even like, uh, have disdain for the idea of having been oh. thought to have learned it. Or
0: or their religion or culture or customs yeah. or anything about them in terms of their Can we talk about smart humanity? women for
2: a minute? But uh, Yeah, let's, let's talk about smart women. Can, well, smart women, man. Okay. I was encouraged yes. by this. Okay, and go ahead. Um, our, our our freshman Congress persons went to the Harvard thing. Did you read about this? I did. Yeah, and I like the fucking fact that they walked the fuck out. You know, they they went to the the, the since 1972 Harvard every two years has its freshman orientation for incoming freshman Congress That's right. people. Yes, and the speakers were all either lobbyists or corporate Fortune 500 CEOs, and all these fucking women, freshman women, congress people march the fuck out and we're like fuck this. It's stupid. Okay, I want to say this. Where's our la- where's our labor leaders? Where's our activist leaders? You know,
0: I'm going to have a different take because because they weren't, different they take weren't
2: told it. who was going to be speaking in
0: advance. Well, okay, that that's wrong. I don't I mean anybody who's going to an event should be able to find out who's going to be speaking at that event. I'm going to say this. It was put on I, by the Harvard. I, have, I have Harvard, a that were it, it was put on by the Harvard Kennedy School of Government, right? I think it's the Kennedy School of Government, right? Right. And so I agree, there should be union representatives there, and not just people from corporate interests. But it wasn't just people from corporate interests. Also, they they were there in attendance. It certainly did tilt in the direction of like finance, um, which is troubling. Wall Street. But 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 also, I have to say that for whatever reason it was a joint uh cooperative event that was put on by the American Enterprise Institute and the Kennedy School of Government. So I don't know why that is, but everyone knows that the American Enterprise In- Institute is a super right-wing organization. Right. I mean, some of the biggest like most fundamental right-wing ideas come from that think tank. Well, there you go. So so I don't know why they I I I look I don't want to lead for me. Well, either. at least they I, reacted to no, it. No, I agree. How many, t- how agree, many people Look, have not reacted not, to it? I'm not, a lot, most, most. But I don't know what the composition was prior to this year. Look, I encourage everything that's going on with our freshman congressman. Me and too. But I want to say this. Because fucking don't Pelosi get mad and Schumer didn't do Don't get mad. Today. Don't. No, they certainly didn't. That's what I'm saying. Well, but here's my thing, all right? I just want to lay out a very basic philosophy of leadership that I see and from, from my standpoint, okay? To me... A leader is a conduit to resources that need to be dispersed to the public, and a leader um, in Congress, whether a freshman or somebody who's been there for 45 years, should be harassed and harangued every day of their fucking existence in order to get what you want. Because if you don't harass and harangue them and criticize them, they will not give you what you want. That's okay. the way that the system works. Okay, they need to be inculcated to that idea right off the bat. And I'm going to say some things that are a that little bit a little bit controversial. I don't about, think that's what was okay. Ahead I, I, I don't. I don't have no problem. They weren't being criticized. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. They it. decided to walk good, out. Good. They were invited to this good,
2: orientation. Good. Good. And for they them. decided to walk out. Good. It for wasn't them. like they were being criticized. Good for
0: them. Good for them. Um, you could have known that it was from the American Enterprise Institute beforehand and you could and he could have not gone. Okay, so there's a lesson to be learned there. Right. But at least and they
2: th- walked out, Jeff. Well, no one else did before right. them.
0: I'm just saying This happens every two I'm, I'm years just since nineteen seventy two. I'm gonna say my I'm gonna say my piece about it, okay? And this is it. You can you can learn about it beforehand and not go for one thing, all right, and I don't like leadership that comes from incredulity. I've said this before, that right. I want to see the left get over this perpetual incredulity. I can't believe this is I happening. I can't believe me. this is happening. We're here, right. and the American Enterprise Institute has all these bankers here. Right. Well, what the fuck do you think is going to happen, man? Right. Bankers are okay. going to be there. I, I mean, that's a fair point. For I, I feel out. you. Okay, so, so I want to say that. I, I appreciate the fact that they walked out. I don't really, even really have that much problem with the incredulity part of it. You can know what's going on there. The other thing i am say to this is that I don't like cults of personality. I don't like Bernie being a cult of personality. I don't like Ocasio Cortez being a personality. Ocasio Cortez has 1.5 million
2: followers on Twitter the, already. The crazy thing okay? is and she other
0: hasn't done
2: anything yet. I agree with of you. Substance. But here's the thing it was this other congresswoman who I'm spacing her name who led yes, the whole from thing, Denver. Yes. Except Cortez got all the fucking like, it was in every photo. Well, this is my point, and it is was this other woman. There's this who actually led the whole thing. There's
0: a hype machine that is behind her right it now. It really is. It's that nuts. that really is nuts, and it drives me nuts because my news feed is filled with Ocasio-Cortez as though she's the only human right. being on the planet for crying out loud right. that won in a round of like 40. There are 40 yeah. other congressmen that defeated Republicans, Joel, that didn't run in a heavily liberal city, in an incredibly liberal district, right. when when socialist candidates are all the rage. Right. Okay? Who defeated Republicans. Exactly. And you're not hearing fucking word one no, about any of these well, that's, other, that's, other people that's that, that, that not weren't. Her, that's not her fault.
2: It is it or isn't her, it? It's not her fault. I know. Man. Okay, well, tell me why. It's the media's it's not fault. It's not her fault. I well,
0: I don't know. She's
2: not supposed to step in front of the camera?
0: Well, I know that there's some gigantic No, I'm not saying, I'm not discouraging her from doing any of that. It's just this disparity. Like no, no, why why is that her fault? Why am I, I I don't I don't know. There's some kind of PR machine I don't that's think it's like her just PR huge machine huge behind it's her. media right now. Because what can media loves her? Why? Though? Why do the media love Bernie? I don't know. I, there's a million people to love. I mean, I, I don't.
2: I agree with you completely. I'm just I don't. Wouldn't pin the blame on her.
0: I just don't understand like why. why people are so in love with Beto O'Rourke. I, I think that our left, the most left of the left, um, has a problem with cults of personality in the same way that right wingers do. Sure. I, I, that's what I believe. No, I hear you. Okay, and and I just
2: don't think that she's trying to. She's not trying to do it.
0: I think that maybe she doesn't want it, or maybe she's going to use it as leverage. I don't know what the case is, but I, to be honest with you, I, I hope that she represents the people of her district as as well as she can. I, I think I, she will. I love a lot of the ideas. Look, that are don't going, give her
2: shit just because the media like has pinned her up as his darling. You know, let's see what she does.
0: Okay. Well, you know, all right. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Look, man, I think that, I think that leaders should be troubled all the time. So, I mean, we must have a fundamental difference on that, you know? I think What do you mean by troubled? Well, we should criticize them all the time. I mean, they should feel, they should feel never comfortable. (laughs) If you take on that role, you should feel never comfortable. And I would say that, you know, if you won your city council position, you know, that you should, <laughs> you should expect that. No, sure. That, that people people are just going to harangue you because you know they they want things. Well, and hopefully not people. That's the way your, that it works. Hopefully not. Wait. Hopefully not people.
2: Hopefully not people within your own party, as much. Well, why not? Well, because like Barack Obama, because at some point we need to rally with one another.
0: Look, let me just say this: Ocasio-Cortez grew up in the suburbs. She didn't grow up in the Bronx. She wasn't there until she was five. She was there until she was 2. She grew up in the suburbs. That's all I'm going to say. I know, but why do you have why there's a there's a troubling aspect a little bit that I'm I'm just like what is this need to distance yourself from like how you were raised? I don't I don't get it. It's definitely there and that's fine, but I find it strange. That's the only thing.
2: Look, I just want to see what she does, man. I like her platform. I think it's great. That's great. I like her gumption, and she is a star, and that's not her fault, but we'll see how she... Look, I didn't like the fact that she came out and said that she couldn't afford to live in D.C. That was stupid. And, you know, we talked about that now on the podcast. Well,
0: yesterday, she's like, I'm Jewish.
2: That's really dumb.
0: And then five days before that, she's like, I'm Catholic. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to sound like Fox News because these are criticisms, but I find those things to be weird. In the last you know,
2: five days, she says she was Catholic and Jewish. She's like, Different she's days. like my
0: people. She made, she gave a speech in front of a Jewish group, and she's like, oh, way, way back, five hundred years ago, my people are Sephardic Jews. All right. And she's like,
2: so I'm a Jew like you. And I'm like, this is so weird <laughs> to me, well, man. Let's see what that's, how that unfolds. That's weird. Let's see how it unfolds. I mean, look, I just like the fact that, and again, I, I look. When I read the headline, it looked like that she led this whole thing at the Harvard thing. And then you read the article, and she didn't at all. That's not her fault, that's the media's fault. It was this other woman who led the whole walkout.
0: Oh, right, yeah, yeah, no. You know? I, I know but if that- if you looked
2: that, at the headline and the photo, I know that
0: there has to be a, a significant amount of uh, a projection that is being put onto her by, just by the weight of momentum and this stuff, you know. I mean, whatever, man. You know, if I say that if I say that Beto O'Rourke is good looking and she's good looking, you know, then someone's gonna say, you know, that's you shouldn't say that because it's not about looks or everything. Of but course, it's about looks. Of course it is. Of course I mean, it is. Barack Obama was a good-looking guy. I know. It's of course it With is. a
2: big toothy smile. Yeah. It's,
0: you know? of, course of course it is. Of course it is. It is. Are you kidding it's, me? It's, it's just. You, you know, a that's commercial. that's come part on. of it. It's I mean, I, look, I, I, I support all the policies that, she, that she's pushing, you know. I just don't, you know, I don't, some of it's a little weird. And, uh, you know, I think she'll learn along the way. And uh, But now she's going to become also a massive target for the right. You know, that's going to be, they're going to try and slaughter her. Yeah, but
2: and, uh, the right's fucked. Come to, the right's fucked come 2020, man. You know, things like Proposition 4 in Florida or whatever, you know, where... Funds, I don't know what that is. Right? Uh, where post-incarcerated people get to vote now. Oh, Florida. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now yeah. that's a blue state now. Just count on it. It's a blue state now. I like guess it's, it's over, dude.
0: Well, when does that kick
2: in next year? Right now. Well, a lot for, of fucking for, good for that did. Us this year. Yeah. No, for 20, no, it was on the ballot this year. Oh, well, in it the didn't midterms. help. It didn't help. No, but I'm saying in 2020, dude, it's going to be a real wave. Yeah. A real fucking wave, dude. Yeah, well... And all this gerrymandering shit's gonna go away.
0: It's not gonna go away quickly or easily. Not quickly, but it's
2: going to eventually go away. No, I know. I know know that it will. All this shit that's going on in Wisconsin and Michigan with the outgoing GOP, uh, fucking with the incoming uh, Democrats, that's just gonna turn voters against them in 2020. I'm well, I it. mean, but I think, all, I think Michigan, Wisconsin, There's gonna be a slew of lawsuits. ...are all, all gonna be blue in 2020 is all I'm saying. There's gonna be a slew, Fine, well, slew well, of lawsuits, but I'm saying like Well, in they're blue now. They're blue now. Like, well, they weren't in 2016. But they're blue now. That's why no, they're they they doing what they're doing. Right, right, because so I'm, I'm just saying in a, in a general election with the, for, for their presidential election, the midterm, you never know. No, All no, I know, I know it's, it's going to be fully on right. yeah, yeah, blue yeah, yeah, in 2020, yeah. I think. But, but a better indicator, I would say, is
0: governorship than sure, even totally. than representatives, because sure. representatives are so hyper local. No, that's true. You know what I mean? I agree with you. I mean, yes. a senator even isn't as like exactly. an, indicative of a, as, as, a go, governor. as a governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so to me, like, I mean, there's a lot of positive uh, aspects to that, especially. I mean, this guy that's coming in in Wisconsin is like the quintessential opposite. Of uh, of 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 Scott Walker and look, let me let me just like because I mean we're really going long here. I just want to say lessons from Louisiana, right here, is this is that a couple of years ago when uh, John Bell Edwards is like a Democrat, but he's hardly a Democrat, right? I mean he's the most Republican Democrat, in in, in any way that you can think. That right. somebody could be a Republican in a way, yeah. other than signing the Medicaid expansion and a few other things, like John Bell, Bell Edwards um, is essentially a Republican. Totally. I mean, he wouldn't have a chance in California or other liberal uh, sections, but that's the party, okay? I mean, there's a lot of diversity in it. But I'm going to tell you this, man, again, you can sit there and say all you want about lesser of two evils and blah, blah, blah. This is my whole point about Hillary Clinton and voting for the crook, uh, Edwin Edwards against David Duke back in the day and voting for John Bell Edwards over uh, David Vitter, who's an awful human being. The people of Wisconsin are going to discover very quickly how much better their lives are under a exactly. Democratic governor. Yeah. Um, and they are going to compare that. And the reason why I say this, that I have confidence in the blueing of those states by these governorships is this is that the two most powerful republicans in the state of louisiana both decided not to run against a democrat in the state of louisiana because john bell edwards has done the best job as governor of the state of louisiana in my lifetime right. hands down period he is the best public official that has run this state ever Right. Ever. Yeah. Okay? And the people of Louisiana fucking know it. And if you just do your job and do it well with some semblance of integrity and not be an asshole like these fucking dicks that have impregnated the Republican Party, then you will win a second term. Yeah, you're right. The senator that we elected, this fucking gomer pile moron, uh, Kennedy... Kennedy, what the fuck is his last name? I even oh, John wondered. Kennedy. Kennedy something. That's no, John Kennedy. No, it's Kennedy something. Oh, is it? Neil. Kennedy oh. Neal and and the worst, most psychopathic lunatic, who's other than David Duke, and David Vitter, that's come out of the state, running right alongside those guys. You mean the as, as a cretin, uh, from the state of Louisiana is the rotten vile Steve Scalise who hails from the district that elected David Duke who said I'm David Duke without the baggage. You're
2: talking about a state senator?
0: No, he's a representative. No, oh. I'm talking about US senator. Yeah. and a US representative. And Well, the Steve, US senator
2: is John Kennedy. I know. That's okay. what I just said. Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: okay. And and Steve they know what I'm talking about. They, they, oh, you that, said
2: Kennedy Neal or some shit.
0: That's his last name. It's John Kennedy slash dash Neal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and Steve Scalise. Both of those guys, those are the two most powerful Republicans in Louisiana. By anyone's estimation, when John Bell Edwards got elected, oh, and there's a third one also, the, the, uh, the state attorney general, uh, this, this lowlife Landry, Um, as a state attorney general. These three guys, all three of them were on tap to possibly run against a Democrat in a deeply red state. And about a week to a week and a half ago, John Kennedy Neal made his announcement, the much-anticipated Monday morning announcement from Gomer Pyle, John Kennedy Neal, that he's not running for governor. And you know why? Because all of the polls indicate... That even these super powerful Republicans in a mightily red state will be crushed by right, this guy, by a moderate Democrat. who was by a moderate Democrat who was a no-name candidate, and is just doing his job a couple of years ago, who's just gotten in there, who's balanced the budget to such an extent, Joel, that the state of Louisiana, teetering on the brink of bankruptcy, is now running a surplus.
2: Yeah, you're right. Let's give a round Thanks of applause
0: to our governor.
2: I think on John that note Bell we go Edwards. out with uh and, and John John Bill Edwards' uh, uh, tribute to him, maybe we go out with some choppa style. Let's do it. <laughs> Hit it up, Joel. Hey, Choppa, choppa style. style. <laughs> Jeff, and Jeff, Jones. Jones. Jeff, 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 Jeff.
0: Tales from New yeah. York. Right,
2: right.
1: Going to the Super, Super Bowl! Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Superbowls
0: and find one with
1: some torque with all.
2: See got a lot of air, but I can work
0: with all. On a big five woman with some power. Yeah, you're right, folks. I had to do I had to do the thumb print to open it back up.